expected the arrival of a baby in Bethlehem to shake up their lives. But when that baby is Jesus, plans are rearranged, beliefs are challenged, and ordinary people find their lives upended and forever changed. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. 
People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Luke 1, 26 through 38. You sure have made a grand entrance into this world now, haven't you? Not an entrance a king would make, a manger of all places. No palace, no guards, just a barn and a lot of hay, if you ask me. <laughs> what am I to make of all of these guests? That silent night sure got loud fast. I suppose you'd like to know how all this came to be, wouldn't you? Well, on an ordinary day, more ordinary than you can imagine, an angel came to me. I know. I had trouble believing it myself. He spoke of things I couldn't really comprehend. He spoke of you, the Son of the Most High. He looked straight at me, as if to ask, will you say yes? It was the scariest yes I'd ever uttered. was an impossible yes that only God could make possible. Never in my wildest dreams. Speaking of dreams, is it okay that I have dreams for you too? All mamas have dreams for their babies, you know. Even babies announced by heavenly hosts. experience. Mary was probably a teenager, and she was a Jewish girl, obviously, and for the angel Gabriel to come and tell her these things, I mean, you can just imagine how much it blew her mind. Well, I want to ask a question, though. Why Mary? Why Mary? Why did God pick Mary? Now, we are given just one specific bit of information about her, that she was a virgin. 
Now, in that culture, that wasn't a big deal. It was the norm in that culture. It was highly segregated. Hardly ever were men and women together alone unless they were husband and wife. And so she would have been just one of many young virgins in Israel at that time that God could have used. So why Mary? We don't have anything specific in the Bible other than what I said. And so I have a thought. I want to suggest that the reason we don't have anything special about Mary is that Mary herself was not special. There wasn't anything extra special about Mary. She was a very human, very normal young woman. So again, why then did God pick her? If there was nothing special, she hadn't earned anything with God, why did God pick her for this? Well, there's a special Bible word used in the passage that was read earlier. The word is favor, meaningful word in, in our society. In the Bible, it's a lot bigger and richer and more meaningful word than in our society. We say, hey, man, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a solid? I mean, that's about it for our use contemporarily of the, of the word favor. But in that day, in that culture, favor meant a lot more. It meant two big things. First off, it meant to give someone special regard. It's uh, a picture of someone choosing to show somebody else some real honor or some deference or some appreciation, okay? And so there's a special regard, but then there's also a special treatment. And so if you have favor, you have special regard from somebody and special treatment, and Mary had favor with God, you could say God liked her. He just liked her, and he chose to use her and to honor her with this, and so he gave her special regard, obviously, and special treatment with this great honor. So the key here is God's state of mind and God's heart about Mary rather than anything special about Mary. It really, it's all about God. She was as human as everybody else, but God chose to pick her. Now, in just a few sentences, in our scripture passage that was read, we see the angel in just a couple sentences. He encapsulates the entire mission of Jesus. He says, call him Jesus, which meant Savior. And in their culture, they've been wanting to Savior for centuries. They were oppressed. And in their mindset, they were like, they need a big general to lead in battle or something and get them out of there. And so to them, that meant something. But there was more than that going on. The truth is that People even today need a Savior. We need to save, be saved from ourselves, from our sin, from what keeps us from God. And so he said, call him Jesus. She, I don't think, probably understood the ramifications, but boy, they are huge. Then the, uh, Gabriel said, he'll be great and called the son of the most high God. The things Jesus was going to do and say could only be explained by understanding that he was God's son on earth at that time. And then the angel finished saying, and he will sit on the throne of David, and his kingdom will never end. That throne of David is uh, symbolic of the leadership of Israel, way back to King David, who was the most revered king ever in Israel's history. And so when Gabriel said he's going to sit on the throne of David, she heard that he's going to rule Israel. But when he said the kingdom will never end, that was a different twist. That's, again, talking about the spiritual aspect that God's kingdom on earth is still here. His kingdom is moving among us where we come together. That's his kingdom. And not only that, Jesus is going to come back to earth one day, and he's going to be large and in charge, and the whole planet will be forever different because he will be on the throne of David, reigning forever and ever. Now, after her encounter with Gabriel, Mary 
was confronted with a dilemma of saying yes, like we saw in our video. Saying yes was a big deal in this challenge she was given. So how could an engaged virgin become pregnant without ever having been with a man? She says, how could this happen? And so this general kind of dilemma, I think, happens often when people are trying to hear God give them direction. They're saying, God, speak to me. Guide me. I, I need your help. And, and so they begin to, to do that, and then they hear something, and they're like, oh, that's different. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if that's God. And, and then they share it with somebody, and they're like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. You're telling me God said that? You, you think God wants you to do this? I mean, if Mary talked to someone, they would have said, God's made you pregnant? Uh, wow, that's a little out there. Well, I think that we all in some ways have had a similar experience where we're trying to understand what God's doing and saying, and at some point, he makes things clearer for us. So let's look at a, a closer piece of this story. Let's look at the story closer, rather, and see what Mary was going through and what she would go through if she said yes to what this angel was telling her. It's important to note that Mary wasn't, she wasn't only a virgin, she was engaged to be married to Joseph, to this guy named Joseph. Now, in their culture that, at the, of the time, whenever they got engaged, uh, they officially were married. Um, again, it's a little different than the way things happen the way we do it here today, but when they got engaged, uh, it was binding. They're married. It was the, they were, in the eyes of God, they were married. In the eyes of the law, they were married, and uh, the way it would work is after, after Joseph, after the guy would get his house all put together in order, uh, and when he was ready to lead his life into the, the home and a life of provision, then they would complete their marriage or, um, you know, they would, it would like begin in, what is the word? I've lost the word. Consummate? They'd consummate their marriage. That's a good way to put it. Uh, um, and with a, they would have a big old feast, a big old party, and then that night they would go and they would sleep together for the first time ever. So it would be very difficult to explain how come Mary had a baby bump before the wedding day. Um, and so that this was huge in their culture. Saying yes to this angel, it would mean some stuff. Um, it would mean that her pregnancy would be misunderstood. People would be like, what? Uh, you know, she would likely be shamed for it. She very possibly could be divorced for it. And even legally speaking, in that day, she could be stoned to death because of it. And so it was a huge deal. We look, we're looking back at it from here in 2018. And like, oh, well, yeah, you know, she, she said yes, and then this happened. Well, but it was massive. It was a massive, massive thing. Uh, her yes put her out on a limb and uh, in a serious dilemma. And by the way, she knew all of this. This is just the way it was in that day. All these young ladies, all the guys, everybody knew this law. Everybody knew the way it was, and she, she had a dilemma to face. She concluded, though, that the dilemma was definitely worth her yes. Let me read to you uh, what she said. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. So she's like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. And so she moved past the thoughts of all the risk, huge risk to her life. She said, I'll take God's plan and the risk, that's not even an issue. So here's what she did. 
after she said yes, she did acknowledge something. She, she's like, okay, but I'm, I'm confused. Actually, let me back that up. Before she did that, she said, I'm confused. Uh, how's this going to be? Explain it to me. You're telling me this is going to happen, but I need you to kind of break it down for me. And I, I don't quite understand. And so, you know, the angel explains it to her. She's like, all right, I'll put my trust in God. Sometimes God speaks to our hearts. Sometimes we hear things that we're like, man, that's, that's, that, that's coming from God. And we're like, but I don't get it. I don't understand. Sometimes you just have to roll with it. Now, have you, ever, have you ever been faced with a dilemma? Have you been faced with the dilemma of trusting God lately? Like, okay, God, I guess we'll do this. I guess, I guess this is going to work. I would be willing to bet we're faced with those dilemmas quite often. Uh, and we can use it. Mary is a great example. Last week, uh, we, we talked about Joseph and how he had his own dilemma of doubt. And like, Shh, I'll just... I'll just like, you know, push her off to the side and go on about my life. And then he, he got that dream. He was in agony, as a matter of fact, until God gave him the dream and said, hey, this is really my plan. I really said this. This is really going to happen. Now, in Mary's case, she heard the plan right up front, but she was confused by it. So how can we say yes? How can we say, okay, God, let's go for it when we are confused about it, when we're like, no, I'm not sure how it's going to work. There's two things that affected Mary all, that, all those years ago. And they affect us still today. Uh, the, they affect us quite a bit, actually. And the first thing is Mary had to realize and had to grab hold of the fact that she was favored by God, that she was important to God. I know today we look back and like, man, that's Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was like, whoa, this fantastic, whoo, perfect person. She really wasn't. She was a normal, everyday girl, just like, she's a normal, everyday person, just like so many of us. And she had to say, okay, wait a minute, God, God's paying attention to me. He has something special for me. So um, if Mary did it and she was special to God, I'm going to tell you something this morning, so are you. You are just as important, just as special as Mary, the mother of Jesus, was. You sitting right there in the seat, you've got to, God has just as massive and special plans for you. God likes you, which is great. God loves you, which is even better, and he wants to demonstrate this stuff in your life. This is, this is maybe a different way than you've looked at the Christmas story before, and if you're not part of God's family yet, we want you to know he sent Jesus. Ed was kind of talking about it. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. That's why Mary had Jesus so that we could connect to God's family. So just right here, kind of start asking yourself this question. Do I really believe that I'm favored by God? All right, so if you've, if you've been, you know, daydreaming since, since Ed started talking, then um, zero in on this question. Do I, me, do I per se your name, you know, do I really believe that I'm favored by God? Do I believe that I'm important to God? A lot of us, for a lot of our lives, would probably have to say no, but just kind of start answering it for yourself and really consider if the, how, how, that, how that affects you. Now, you might say, well, how could I? How could I be favored to God? You're just, I, I know, you're talking to all these other church people in here, and, and they, you know, they do some great stuff, and I've only, I've only come to church around Christmas time. 
but don't tell anybody. Well, how could I be so favored by, how, how could that be me? I'm a mess. Well, you know, the, here's, the, here's the thing. You probably are a total wreck. You probably are a mess. You probably have just blown it a million times, times a million in your life. But the great news is God still favors you. He still wants you. He still has that plan and that he's just waiting for you to say yes to it. That's amazing. That's amazing for me because I've messed up a little more than what I was saying. Y'all might have messed up. Now, there, there's another critical thing besides just realizing that she was important to God, favored by God. Um, she has to ask this question. She asked a question, I'm sorry, to address her confusion. And I, let me put it to you this way. Ask yourself this question. Here's the other thing that we have to face. Are we willing to seriously engage? Are we, willingly to, are we willing to seriously engage with God in conversation? To like, hey, God, I need to address my confusion and my question. So number one, are you, are you really, do you really believe you're important and favored by God? by God? The second thing is, are you willing to find out? Are you willing to engage with God? And say, all right, God, let's talk about my life. I'm a little confused with what you're asking me. I'm not quite sure how this is going to work because I feel like I've messed up all your plans and they can't ever be fixed. Well, luckily, God is smarter than you are. And he's got things figured out way better than we ever could. And so there's those two things that they sound very simple. But if you really face them and you have to say and you find yourself saying no to either one of those, well, Today's the day for you to begin to work on that. Am I willing to seriously engage with God in a conversation to address my question? Answer it in your head for the moment, yes or no. Okay, so let me give you some steps on how to apply this. You're, you're facing a dilemma like Mary, and uh, you're just not sure what to do, and you're not sure what God's saying, but you, you start with number one. You ask the question, God, what are you saying to me? What are, what's your will in this situation? What's your direction for my life? So you ask the question and you accept the response, whether it seems average or extraordinary. I mean, sometimes God just says, I love you. It's all good. Let's go. Have a, we're gonna, I'm going to be with you all day. And sometimes it's like life-changing direction from God. And so we start with simply saying, God, what's up? And when he answers you, we take it very seriously, even if it seems a little strange and out there. He, he kind of does that sometimes. <laughs> now, once we feel like we've heard, here's some things we do with that. We check the Bible for clarity or confirmation. God's not going to tell you, like we've said before, go kill your neighbor. You know, he, he said things about murder in the Bible. And so uh, check the Bible for clarity because God has already said a lot of stuff about our lives and the direction for our lives. Uh, and so if God says something to you, it will line up with the Bible. And so at the very least, even if there's no specific scripture maybe that talks about your exact situation, there are biblical principles. And so generally just reading the Bible and understanding the principles of the Bible and having friends and talking it up with friends can help you to bring some more confidence that, yes, that this could be God. Look what uh, we can read here in Psalm 119. This is a verse from the Bible about the Bible, okay? 
Your word is a lamp for my steps. It lights the path before me. So the psalmist is saying, God, your word is like a, a flashlight, and it shows me the path in the darkness. Our family's always loved to camp, and uh, my thing that just kind of, I'll, I'll be honest, it kind of irritated the rest of the family, but it was my thing, so we did it. I love to go on night hikes, okay? And so in, in packing all the camping gear before we left, I've always made sure we had plenty of flashlights, right? So we'd go hiking down these trails at night, and everybody had their flashlight. And boy, there, I can remember sometimes it was super dark. It wasn't a starry sky or a bright moon at all. But our flashlights, you know, let the way and kept us on the trail, kept us from stumbling. Well, that's how God's Word can be. It can show you the way to go. It can light your steps. It can light your path. So find out what God's already said about your life. And you can get help as you read the Bible with a humble and a prayerful attitude. All right, number two, so you feel like God said something. Well, just like Mary, we want to suggest that you ask for clarity. Ask for clarity, because sometimes when God speaks to us, it's like, wow, God, I kind of think that's you, but I'm, I'm not sure I understand. You know, we, we, we've just said real, real directly today, we think Mary was a little confused. How can this be, God? Well, do like her. Ask God how it will happen, just conversationally. Talk to God like you would someone sitting right next to you. God urges you and me to simply have these kinds of conversations with him. Look at this scripture from the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. This is God speaking through the prophet. So this is God speaking to me and to you today. Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great things beyond the reach of your knowledge. God wants to give you clarity. The Gabriel was happy to give Mary clarity to help dispel her confusion. And so over and over, God describes himself as a father who wants to connect with his kids. He wants to give us direction. He wants to bless our lives. He wants us to come to him like a child runs to his daddy when he has a problem. He wants us to seek him for just who he is, to know him and to love him. He's saying, come, come on, let's talk about it. So number three, as you're Getting clarity on what you think God's will is for your life and his direction, there's a decision. Number three, use your will to choose God's will. You have to choose it. Mary said yes eventually, didn't she? We have to choose God's will. I want to read it one more time, the great response of Mary. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. She says, I'm, I'm all yours, God. I'm all in with you, God. I am your servant. That's how I define myself. I am yours. Everything about me, Lord, is yours. This was conveying her total devotion to God. So she was saying yes by saying, I'm your servant, whatever you want, whatever you want. Of course, she didn't understand everything coming. And I love the video how, how, how uh, Mary was saying to the baby, you're going to have to say a lot of yeses in your life. Well, she didn't understand everything, but finally, in the final analysis, you could say that she knew that what the angel had said at the very end of the conversation was true, where the angel said, for the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. So one, two, and three, facing challenges and stuff, seek God, pray, ask him what's up, give me direction, and then as you get it, get clarity for it. And then ultimately, you've got to choose, I'm going to go God's way. I'm going to go for this thing. 
Well, for her part, you could say that Mary met her big Christmas dilemma with a great big Texas-sized yes. The, the beautiful truth of Christmas is that uh, God was with Mary the entire time. He was with her the whole way. He's, he's also with us. He's still, he's with me and you here today. So, so many years later, God still got as much um, to offer, just as much strength, just as much everything as he did then. He hasn't run out, and, and that's great. I mean, he's really old, but he's, he's still got plenty, plenty of gumption left in him for us. Now, you know, when... when Man, we, I don't know. I've never heard anybody call God old before. That's... Well, I mean, he's older than Ed, so... <laughs> um, God has all of that stuff, and when we, when we hook up to him and we say, God, I'm going to say yes, we begin to live the life we were born for. He's just he's waiting for us to, to say yes. It brings fulfillment to our life. It can lead us down the path of a, a better life, actually the best life that we could ever live. It blesses our family, and it blesses our friends. It blesses and touches the world around us. Mary said one little yes to a big, or I'm taking that back. She said a big yes to a, a big thing, and here we are talking about it all this time later. Uh, there are, there are world-changing decisions all the time, and your yes could be one of those. It's definitely going to change your life. It will definitely bless the lives of the people around you, and it may very well change the world around you. We got some uh, more dilemmas coming up over the next two weeks. And so we invite you to come. We're going to be looking at them and, and taking a, a closer look at them. I know that um, we're really serious about Jesus here. and We're really serious about um, bringing to you the things that God puts in our hearts. And, folks, he wants you to say yes to the things he asks. And he, he, he has it there for you for great and amazing things. Y'all stand up with us. We want to remind you that we have people that are ready and willing to pray for you this morning. They'll be here on the, on the sides of the stage. If you need personal prayer when we head out, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for each and every person in here today. We thank you that we get to, uh, we, we get to come and be with you here on this Sunday morning in December. And we're, we're leading up to Christmas where we're massively celebrating Jesus being born. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you for connecting us back to God. And, we just pray that this week, Holy Spirit, you lead us and you guide us. Take us where you want us to go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.